and welcome to another episode of Careering, where we interview fearless females about what makes them tick both in business and in life. I'm your host, Lori Halter, and I can't wait to have you here today's episode. Let's jump right in. Welcome to the Careering Podcast. We took a short hiatus over the last month, but we are back and we are back with one of my favorite people on earth today. Her name's Michelle Simone and Michelle does everything from consulting to coaching to being a wellness guru, a mom, a wife, a daughter. We're going to get into all of it today, but in the meantime, Michelle, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is great. Oh, I'm so excited to have you on. Michelle and I have known each other over 20 years. We started way, way, way back at Chrome Data, which is like, doesn't that seem like forever ago? Forever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And one of the things when we were talking about this episode, I love so much. Michelle is so open and has such a generous heart. And she talked a lot about this idea of working our way through grief. And I am going through a very difficult season of my own right now, and it resonated with me, and I think it's really going to resonate with you guys. So before we jump in, Michelle, I just want to read something that you wrote to me when we were kind of going back and forth about our ideas for the show. Here's what you said. This isn't an email to me. I think I want to talk on the show about self-care. Self-care at a time when you feel completely broken and exhausted from all of the emotions. Self-care when you can barely get out of bed and function. That just hit me so hard when I read it because I know so many people that are going through difficult situations right now. And I think, especially as women, we're meant to just carry on and act as nothing's wrong. Yeah. So let's get into this topic. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So explain to us, um, let us know kind of what you do and then what sort of... Um, put you into this area of, of crisis? Sure. Um, so I, I do a lot of things. So um, my normal work day is consulting at a consulting firm uh, named Pepper Foster Consulting. Great job. Um, but it, you know, it takes my full day at night. My life is coaching soccer. So um coach a a tribe of kiddos uh, for the last seven years, six and a half years. And so my nights are that. And then during the day, I try to um, do some health and fitness coaching for a group of people that I work with. Um, So yeah, in the last um, couple of years, that's been my life. But the thing that has transpired recently that um, has challenged all of the, you know, balance that I've tried to figure out through the years on, you know, self-care and figuring things out um, with my normal workload. The thing that has made that really challenging this year is my mom who was on a Alzheimer's journey um, for the last five years. Um, She passed away in May and then in April, my older brother, um, who, who had some challenges with pneumonia and such, um, passed away suddenly in, um, in April. So I had one in April and one in May, excuse me. So yeah, the self-care has gone on to a different level in order to be able to do the first three things on top of, um, just grieving, which is an emotional tug. 
well, and let's not even like begin to describe also the top umbrella category of just the pandemic, right? And having also having, you have two kids as well, you know, that you're mothering and you're a busy wife. And right. so, you know, you had everything, like you said before, and then right. we had the pandemic and then you had these two crises kind of back to back. Yeah. So um, talk us through like, what was sort of, okay. So I'm thinking of what I would do. What I would do in this situation is just try and carry on and carry on and carry on until my body gave out. What did you know? Do you know how you handle a crisis? without being, let's say, necessarily healthy. And knowing that, what did you do to ensure you were doing kind of your daily things to make sure that you could manage? No, it's a good question. Um, I think consistently what I had recognized during the journey with my brother and mom is <clears throat> if I didn't have quiet time mm -hmm. daily, um, and I've kind of relegated my mornings from five until seven as that quiet time. If I don't have that time to just pause and reflect and to maybe get one administrative thing done a week, um, I, I needed to like release um, emotion on a daily basis, reflect on a daily basis, because if I did not do it, if I just forgot to do those things for a couple of days, the emotion just um, builds up. It's like a tsunami of emotion is still there. And then I end up like uh, just being grouchy and bitchy and all the things that as a human, um, I, I know I can do better. So the morning time um, from five to seven is really my savior for stretching and meditating, reflecting, crying, um, and doing all the things before my work day begins, before my coaching begins, before I get on my phone. <clears throat> and it's just getting off my phone and being present that um, I'm glad I started that way back when, because um, now it's made me in tune with myself that much more that yeah. sometimes I need more than two hours. Sometimes I need hikes. Sometimes I need more walks. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. it helped. I think that's so great. And I'm finding that myself. Like I, there are things that I will even like note down in my journal, like remember to, you know, see friends, remember to get out in nature, remember to meditate. Like there's remember to journal, like there's four to five things that specifically I need. And maybe not every day. I'm not, I'm not great about them every day. I should be doing them every day, day. Right. But it, as long as they're kind of written down, I know that I need to make space for those in every single week. Mm -hmm. Or like you said, just kind of the tsunami of grief will overtake you. It will. And it sadly, um, when I'm emotional, I find it hard or maybe other people are not as challenged by it. But when I'm feeling emotional, I'm no longer able to be creative and strategic and functional. Mm -hmm. I'm not at the top of my game. Um, so yeah, if I don't allow my, like this weekend, I have some time put aside because I have to really um, embrace some emotions that have popped up. In general, it's grief is it hits when it wants to hit. It, yeah. it could be in the middle of a meeting. It could be when you're, you know, de dealing with dinner. It could be during a jog and a song triggers it. So, um, yeah, you need to be present to be able for it to 
for it to happen when it needs to happen instead of ignoring it and all of a sudden it's it takes you over and you can't get out of it. A hundred percent. And so I think for the listeners, this is such an important topic and I don't think it's talked about enough. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate you coming on. Let's look at it from two different ways. You, like I, I, I was following you on Facebook and like I said, we were friends. So I know your journey with your mom was over five years long. What can folks who are going through a really difficult period of their, of their lives right now, what can they do to make it easier for all of their different uh, items? But then also, and perhaps more importantly, what should bosses and the folks that are leading them right now, what would you like them to know about helping support people during these like hard seasons while they're still trying to work and be a mom and be a good wife and coach soccer? So let's maybe let's start with what you would tell the employee and then we can talk about what you would tell the the leader in that role. Yeah, I think um, I think one of the things I realized early on is that there's other people, even if you don't have a parent, let's kind of step back. I decided to share what was going on in my life because I recognized that everyone, everyone is grappling with something. It doesn't need to be a loss of a a mom. There's so many things that um, in this day and age and everything that we're dealing with as humans that we're all grappling with something. So I found Facebook um, and Instagram, you know, when I'm posting about my mom to be almost therapy for me Mm -hmm. so that people could connect to the emotion. It doesn't have to be to the topic, right? Yeah. And having that vulnerability and having that that space to um, to communicate those emotions because before I started doing that, I would keep it all boxed in there and thought that I could do that, um, yeah. which failed miserably. I would literally <laughs> visit my mom at her memory care place and then cry on the way home and stop to cry and then almost try to not share it with my family because I didn't like pretend like you were fine like get yourself fine before you got home and it it became impossible and it became dumb um to do that because it was kind of a disservice to being human Mm -hmm. so once I started becoming human with my kids and them like hey mom's coming home I would give them a heads up all I need is a hug like that's all I need So once I started becoming real with my family and my husband and, you know, with my life, then becoming real with friends seemed easier. And so that connection point with humans, you know, it just felt, it was just helpful to communicate that journey. And hopefully it didn't become, and I didn't want it to become like, oh my gosh, look at what was me. I'm going through so much. It was more like everyone pause and reflect on what you have and don't have and just pause for a second and then reach out to people or reach within yourself to just kind of reflect for a second. And if that happened, super. And it seemed as though that was just a great mechanism for me to share, reflect, and then if it helped others, fantastic. Because that was kind of- Well, and I, I love that on so many levels. I love that you were, I love that you showed your vulnerability to your family and your friends. Because I think, especially when we're talking about kids, like I used to think with my kids that I needed to keep it all together, 
be mm-hmm. the one who was in charge, make sure that I was strong. And I still feel that way to some degree, but I've realized that I've robbed them of the opportunity to show them how to get through hard things. Yeah. And that that we are human, like at the end of the day, yes, we're their mom and dad, but at the end of the day, we're humans as well. Yeah. And so I think when we give our kids the gift yeah. of showing them us getting through hard things and making them a part of that experience, right. we're showing them how to be resilient. And capable. And, you know, we all have, we all have things that we're grappling with. And, you know, are my little guys grappling with soccer and my other one is, you know, there's high school pressures. And so if I don't share me, then I don't know how I could expect them to share themselves and and their vulnerabilities. So it's kind of working, you know, (laughs) teenagers are fun. Um, But in general, um, yeah, I, I can't partition who I am. I'm just, it's all me. And if I'm grieving me, then, you know, so be it. I just need to share it. I love that. And one of, one of the things I do too, is I tend to, um, well, I used to I'm getting much better through the help of therapy. <laughs> I used to compartmentalize things. Yeah. Agreed. And so um, the way a friend showed it to me that it really helps like get it clear in my mind was she showed me a base that had a lot of different facets on it. And she said, our goal with you is to take all of these different facets that you show people based on situations and events and make them all part of the same base. (laughs) You know, and I think that's exactly what you're talking about here is like, we don't always have to be the moms that are keeping it all together. Like we can let Mm -hmm. our, I think what a gift to let your kids take care of you in that moment, like to give you hugs and know that that's what makes you feel better. Agreed. I think that's like so magical and so special that you're showing them that. And let, okay, so let's switch to the work side. So, okay, right. this is happening. You've had back-to-back crises. You're, you know, your emotions are all over the place. You're seeing your mom every day. How in the world did you function and get through each day at work? Um, uh, it was challenging. Um, I don't know if I could have gone through the last couple of years without the support of people at work. Mm -hmm. Um, they were instrumental with giving me space, grace and room to breathe, uh, when I needed it. Um, and sometimes could sense since we're all on headphones these days could actually sense when I wasn't dealing with things as well as I thought I was just from the tone in my voice and they would check in on me or maybe just the way I was communicating an email but whatever the case may be, um, yeah, giving your employees um, time is really helpful. And as well, just checking in with them is really helpful. It doesn't have to be there every day. And gosh knows if it was every day, it'd almost be annoying. Right. Um, yeah, just like now and then be like, hey, you know, how are you doing with things? And almost like asking people how they are when they're grieving is a bad choice because um, some days that would bring me to tears, but yeah. just, Hey, just checking on you. That's so that's interesting. All. Cause that was going to be my next thing. I, I think a lot of employees and people in lead roles, especially at work, you know, we're talking beyond you make friends at work, but it's a different relationship than friendship. Mm-hmm. So I think what happens is a lot of folks, even if they're, whether they're leaders or they're your coworkers worry about kind of crossing that boundary, right. saying, are you okay? But you're, are you saying for you, it was like, it was, uh, 
kind of cathartic or it was like nurturing for them to ask that? Yeah, I think, um, I think while I was going through it and while I am still going through it, when yeah. people ask how I'm doing is not as helpful as, Hey, I'm just checking in on you. Oh, so it's more like take the onus on yourself and just saying, Hey, I've been thinking about you. How, yeah. how are you? Yep. You know? And I think, um, I think just knowing that people are out there helped me get out of my own way of having my own pity party without, um, you know, isolations really is, is a really bad place to be when you're grieving, you have blinders on and you think it's only you. And so when yes. I had people at work, just being, just asking, you know, how I am, or I'm just checking on you. I don't know. It helped me pause and recognize I'm not okay. Um, but I'm figuring it out. You know what? I'm crying during the day. I'm running into the bathroom in between meetings because something hit me, some funny joke on a call, um, made me reflect. So yeah, yeah I feel like I've definitely been blessed by my company and the people that I work with, because for a while people were checking on me on a daily basis. Um, and at the time I think I needed it now it's, um, I think they're giving me a little more room to breathe, but still checking. So mm -hmm. I'm really thankful. Um, I'm really thankful to have some space at work and I can be pretty human with what I'm feeling and not have to be, you know, robotic. Yes. I love that. And to everyone listening, I think this is just so important. It's give people the ability to grieve in the way that they need right? Mm -hmm. Know them individually enough to know that if they're going through something hard, what they need. And that may be checking in, that may be leaving them alone, that may be giving right. them a little extra time off. You know, it. I, I think the key here is just individually know your employees well enough. That Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Be reflective of the fact that just because somebody passes in your employee's life doesn't mean three weeks later, they're okay. Right. Or like the opposite is like, I know a lot of people who work, who start working like a demon, you know, cause that kind of is there. So it, yes, I think it's the key is just, you know, just knowing them intimately to know what they need. Yeah. 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 So you're also a wellness coach um, with people listening. You talked about time in the morning and giving yourself time, but what are some of kind of the daily, let's say someone's going through a really tough time right now. What would you say are some of the kind of daily things they can do to just sort of, and again, healthy, I tend to go mm -hmm. to like carbs, alcohol, and you know, yeah. when, yeah. when I'm stressed yeah. out, what are, what, what are some healthy ways? What are some healthy things we can put into our life to help us cope? Yeah, no, it's a good question because it's not one thing. Um, years ago, you know, I, let me kind of, before I go into the specifics, like years ago, um, I had to find like a, a full spectrum of being healthy. And what that meant to me was, am I sleeping enough? Am I hydrated enough? Am I eating in a way that my stomach is not upset? Um, am I de-stressing? Am I exercising? Um, am I volunteering and giving back? Like all of those things literally is like a big pie chart, chart in my head on all the things. Um, and I feel like um, nutrition is a huge part of it. It's absolutely, I'm vegan and gluten-free and of course go off the wagon here <laughs> and there, but um, in general, um, being thoughtful about the food that's going in you and making sure that there's not a ton of sugar 
helps. Um, I don't really drink very much except for maybe on the weekend and having no alcohol in my system helps. Um, meditating uh, absolutely helps. It brings things to the surface quicker than I could possibly ever realize before I started meditating. Um, and exercise is super helpful and water drinking half my body weight in water every day, even if I don't want to is helpful. And like then water is such a simple one, but like, honestly, the hardest for me personally, the absolutely. hardest one to do, like, it's yep. so ridiculous how difficult yep. it is for me. Yeah. To do. Every day I, I try to do 64 ounces, but gosh knows, uh, I, sometimes I'm not very good at it. The, the last one is sleep. Like if mm -hmm. I don't get seven and a half, eight hours a night, um, I can't deal with things as well as I wished I would. I'm, I'm just quick and short and, um, exhausted which makes me eat terrible and it makes me not drink and it makes me drink more coffee and then gosh knows I don't want to move my butt that day so um it's all interconnected right so yeah. as you're grieving as there's any heavy emotion kind of thinking of those things for yourself um yeah. it, it's it's really helpful like if you need to double down on some vitamin c you know then start picking up celery juice and and start helping your body with your immune like if you're not sleeping your immune system is going to be taxed if you're mm -hmm. not having fruits and vegetables your immune system can't fight off germs so in general just be kind to your body in all ways so that when the emotion hits um you know at least you have those things as a foundation to support you with the additional heaviness i think that is a hundred percent i just got done reading rachel hollis's new book didn't see that coming Mm -hmm. And what she says in the book is spot on with what you're saying. She's, I would encourage everyone listening, even if you're not going through something hard right now, the key, like you said, is building the foundation of these good habits. So when it does happen, you don't just run to alcohol. You don't just run to coffee. You know, you've already built, like you said, this foundation that can kind of with, withhold this crisis. And then you're, it's, so it's not really something you have to think about on a daily basis. You're already doing it for yourself. You're already right. taking care of yourself before. It right. Goes. Right. Having those habits ahead of time. I don't know where I would be right now if those things weren't normal for me. Yeah. Um, I think I'd be um, a little more crazier than I already am. <laughs> By no means do I have it figured out, but um, I do recognize shifts in me a little quicker because I'm more present within me and it's because I've slept and it's because I'm, um, I'm don't have a stomach ache, you know, a, yeah. my, my body feels strong. Yeah. And, and probably you're so in tune with your body. You're so in tune with what's happening. Like what I've been doing lately is if I feel, um, I'll feel an emotion and then I force myself to feel that emotion. Cause like I said, at the beginning, I, I'm a person who tends to push it down and carry yeah. on. So I stop and I force myself to feel that emotion. And then what I've been doing lately is thinking, where do I feel it in my body? Because mm -hmm. I'm doing some work in terms of like, it's really fascinating different places in your body where you feel pain is really can kind of highlight what what's going on. So mm -hmm. I think really just uh, like you said, especially with the meditation, like being present to that pain and knowing where it comes from doesn't necessarily make it easier, but you're more mm -hmm. aware, you're more in tune with what's happening and where it's coming from. Yeah, you're, you're 
100% correct. Yep. Yeah. Well, we're almost out of time. I cannot believe it. But do you have like, based on everything we've talked about, like, do you have anything that you'd like to add or something that you'd like to tell listeners who may be going through a really tough time and trying to keep it all together as like moms, wives, career women, you know, volunteers, all of this stuff? Yeah, I would say my my parting words would be to be kind. My mom used to tell me this all the time. And I thought it was almost annoying when I used to hear it in my 20s and 30s, but it definitely resonates with me now. Be kind to yourself because um, life is hard. Everything is so hard that we're dealing with right now and all the additional pressures that we put on our plate yet take nothing off of our plate at the same right. time. Yes. We just keep on adding more. So grief is not some is a life change. And so you should treat it as a life change. It is, it's all encompassing. It hits you mind, body, and soul. So give yourself a lot of um, grace and a lot of um, patience because it's, it's hard. So give yourself a break would be my, my parting words. I just love you, girl. <laughs> coming on the episode. I mean, it's such a hard topic to talk about. So I really appreciate you coming on and sharing. I mean, it's one of these things, like I said, we don't talk about it enough, but I know so many people going through so many hard things right now mm-hmm. and they're trying to carry on and act like nothing's, you know, they're just trying to carry on as normal and, and right. we've got to stop doing that as women. We have to. No, it's, it's too much pressure and it adds too much stress to your body, which is impacting your body in really negative ways. So just give yourself a break. You should anyway. Well, and as we talk about not putting more on your plate, I will now put more on your plate and ask you (laughs) (laughs) where people can reach out to you if they want to find out more about your wellness classes or just about you in general. So you can always find me uh, on Facebook. Um, I have a group called Consistent Fitness. So it's, it's, it's out there. So take a peek um, on LinkedIn. You can definitely find me. You can find me at the Pepper Foster website. I mean, uh, Instagram, I'm out there. So yeah, it would be great to connect with people. If you feel as though there's anything that I've said that connects and you want to reach out, please do. Well, Michelle, thank you for being on the show today. You know, I just adore you. So I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. So great to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please leave us a review or rating on your podcast player of choice. If you have a future female leader that you would like to hear on careering, please leave us her name and contact information at the link below. Thank you. Thank you.